Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to episode 209 of the show. My name is Evan. I'm joined again by my co-host, Matt. What's going on? Couldn't be a better time of year. First week of the NFL's wrapping up, so that was a nice little taste of uh, sports with the Premier League out. International break's been kind of dull. The U.S. did beat Uzbekistan one nothing, which is nice. Beating up on those farmers. Um, I think we had a new guy starting there, too. It was like a center mid, I think. I forget his name, but... Pressman or something? I mm-hmm. forget. But, yeah, just pretty dull. Uh, good to hear no major injuries to anybody uh, besides Chelsea, of course. Lavia had another setback. Um, and then outside of the EPL, Paul Pogba story came out, tested positive for some uh, PEDs. Apparently he was hitting, hitting some tea, some testosterone. Yeah, I mean... So the actual, you know, violation is possible doping. Um, so I, I, I don't know, man. You can literally eat something weird and it can just totally juice your T levels, like a change of diet or even he, he could be sick. He could have some sort of thyroid like hormonal condition and it could, it could jack that up. I don't know. It's so weird because... This happened. I th- I'm pretty sure this is stemming from a match. It was like a post-match test against like Udinese or something like that. And I don't even know if he had, you know, a, a fantastic game in it. Uh, and and now he's gonna have to serve time for a ban. Like I don't know. His career has seemed long over anyway. But that whole situation was super weird. I saw that this morning. So his punishment for a failed drug test can be as severe as a four-year ban if doping was found. To, if it was found to be intentional. Okay. Says he, he made a brief cameo in a 1-1 draw with Bologna and a 2-1 win over Empoli, but is currently sidelined with a back injury picked up during the latter match. So, yeah, I don't know. That just seems insane to me to ban Pogba for four years. He's basically only played you know, probably two years worth of games throughout his career. So maybe I'll just hang it up at this point. Maybe he, he should. Um, anything else you wanted to, uh, talk about before we kind of get into the, the meat and potatoes of this episode? Um, well, since the last time you and I talked, my little guys, we had a Labor Day tournament up in up the road here, yep. and we ended up coming first place. The boys got some medals, mm-hmm. uh, came down to goal differential. All three teams out of the four had six points, so it came to a tiebreaker, head-to-head. Uh, we each beat each other, so that was ruled out, so then it came down to goal diff, and uh, we were, I think we had the best goal differential. We had like six or seven, so proud of those boys. I told them that Earlier in the week, we were going to go up there and win some silverware. And obviously, when we talk on here, silverware is titles and trophies and medals and whatever. But they thought I meant uh, eating utensils. So uh, they were rooting spoons. They were chanting spoons all the time. And then uh, the next practice, I brought them all spoons. So they were excited (laughs) for for that. So I told them next time we win, I'll give them more spoons. uh, Because I, I mentioned forks. And they'll probably stab each other. So yeah. we're going to stay away from that. 
I think spoons are good. I'm glad you didn't even consider knives. That's that's wise. That's a good gaffer there. Um, not even not even considering the uh, pointed object. Yeah, um, I need them all fit and healthy. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations on you. That's your that would be your first tournament win, correct? Yeah, the one before we got second. Those we're going on two, so we've been finalists and uh, winners in them. So good so record a, so far. A great run of form for the young for the young man. That's that's yeah. fantastic. A testament yeah. to their their tactical mastermind yep. coach. Yep, and we're coming off uh, first in our flight, too. So we moved up two divisions. So the boys are buzzing right now. I, I think you may be getting a call from Todd Bowley soon. I don't think no, we're no, far no. off. I, I, I don't know. I, I would hate myself because I know I wouldn't help the cause. <laughs> you Surely you could be so, somebody could be doing something better than Mauricio Pochettino at the moment. Um, I would love to be, I would just love to be a fly on the wall for sessions and stuff to get oh, a vibe. Yeah. I and just get the in, the inner squad like relationships and, and just see how it is. It's probably just like a normal thing we've seen growing up. Like you have everybody has their own relationships with each other, and you just see how how your training routines are. It it would be fascinating, you know. I mean, this is kind of like a tangent episode in general. We don't have any like real set agenda, but it would be fascinating to go and watch, like to be able to get be hands on. Well, obviously not you know not conducting drills or anything like that, but being able to stand as if you were invisible in the middle of the training pitch while everybody's running drills and just, just to see what is said, you know, how they all, they all banter with each other, what they're like in training outs, uh, you know, off the pitch, you get a little bit of it in some of the documentaries, like the Arsenal all or nothing. One was good. The Spurs one was good, but to, to see that in person, I just think would be fascinating. Like it, it really would be. I, the Chelsea, especially right now. I mean, that would be, Something special to watch for sure. Yeah, see who shows up early, who stays after for extra work, and yeah. all that type of jazz. Just the work rate of people and how much they want it. Yeah, I mean, I I think you, we can you can look at that team right now and pretty much know who who the hard workers are and who's kind of just there for for the check. Although that team is is young, you know, it's it's so young. We'd like to believe we got rid of all those uh, check seekers. <laughs> that's unfortunately, I don't think that's uh, that's the case. Um, Carried yeah. over to the NFL too. All the people that got paid didn't show up yesterday. That's the truth. That I I was looking through my uh, through my black book this morning, and I took some notes yesterday. You know, during the four p.m. games, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" You know, there there was just so many guys who did not show up today. It was. It was really kind of a, a tough slate, but uh, Matt and I have some predictions to give you. Uh, we're going to do that towards the end of the show. I think what we're going to do on this show, it, you know, it's not going to be a crazy long one. It's just kind of have a, a discussion, you know, about a couple of teams. Uh, I, I've, I've picked out a couple of teams that I want to talk about, uh, where they're at in the table, how they're living up to what I expected, um, and just kind of have a, a casual, you know, a chat about how things are going so far. Uh, we'll talk about Matt's Chelsea. There's a couple of things I want to say about Arsenal. Um, then there's some other teams. You know, I really want to talk about West Ham. I want to talk about Burnley. So I guess we'll we'll go ahead and get into that stuff. Um, is there anybody you know that's really burning for you that you want to talk about and and sort of break down? Uh, I told Zach last week. Um, my most, the biggest team I'm surprised with is Forest because 
they probably had a, like top three hardest schedules. All the big games they've had or have been on the road at Arsenal, at United, and and uh, at Chelsea, and they provided good results. Not winning them all, but still getting six points out of twelve and being competent against these teams on the road when last year they were really struggling. Um, I felt like their recruitment's been really well. It's been better. There's they've recruited higher profile players. I mentioned last week. Uh, when they did last year, they brought in all those players. A lot of them were journeymen in that, and it didn't really work out. And now they're bringing in more younger talent in Alanga, Callum Hudson-Odoi, just to bolster the squad. Andre Santos, a young prospect there from Chelsea on loan. Yep. Um, and and they bring in Matt Turner seeking a job there, and, and then they lost out on Dean Henderson, so they had to fill in Vlachodimos, so... Hopefully, in a biased sense, Matt Turner can hold that one spot. But I really like the squad that that Steve Cooper and them have built. Um, I'm I'm and I'm most looking forward to their main guy in the holding position there, that Ibrahim Sangari. Sangari, yeah, from PSV. I'm sure he was a target for bigger clubs as well. Um, a cheap thirty million euros that I'm, I was surprised other teams didn't jump on. So, yeah, I've just liked what they've done so far. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got a, a one-two punch of American keepers as well. Um, Ethan Horvath, Colorado sure. native, and then they've got, of course, Bergen County Buffon Matt Turner, um, who is a New Jersey native like like Matt and I. Um, I just I really like what they've done as well. I mean, when you look at the squad, when you look at the squad this year versus last year, the emergence of Taiwo uh, Awanyi has has obviously been like a complete revelation it's it's helped them so much he's a proven goal scorer uh high work rates i really like you know the amount of attention he draws on the pitch his ability to beat a player on the run as well as finish the ball um with with some composure is is nice he's an upgrade i think over players um like brennan johnson who we know has left now he's uh he's with spurs um they brought in divac origi who is a, a champions league a uh, hero, a Liverpool hero. Um, they've got Nico Williams. They've got, like Matt mentioned, Ibrahim Sangare. Uh, Gibbs White is in there. He's obviously extremely highly rated. Um, in you know, in the transfer market, I don't, I don't necessarily think he moves the needle all that much for me. But the defense is playing well. Um, and this is a team that have just, I think, totally shocked everybody. Uh, they played really well against United. They were a little bit unlucky. Uh, to not to not you know get a point out of that one i think they played arsenal really tight um and then of course they they just got that three points against nottingham forest so with a team like that uh you're not expecting top six or anything like that but for them to have two wins and and two losses at this point this season sitting in ninth i think uh they gotta be really happy with with where they are right now yeah uh i don't think there's their fixtures are getting much easier. They no. get a home game against Burnley here, and then they have to travel to Man City and then um, host Brentford. So they're not out of the woods yet for a good run of games, but uh, so far so good. Um, and I was worried. You mentioned Awanyi. He can't keep up this run of goal scoring. <laughs> I think that's, that's six straight now carrying over from last year. And I was worried about their depth in that position because they had Chris Wood they brought in from Newcastle. And he, he hasn't been the best in the last few years. So uh, I was happy they brought in a backup and they brought in a Riggy for the year. And that's nice to see him back. He was a 
Colt here at Liverpool. That's going to be a good scene to see when he plays Liverpool at Anfield, the reception he gets and what he did to that, for that club. And I'm sure he'll provide more moments of magic for them too. Yeah. Um, another team I wanted to mention was uh, was Fulham. Uh, I know we're only through four games, but I've been pretty disappointed with Fulham. Uh, actually, them and the team right below them, Newcastle, but we'll get to them. Uh, currently, Fulham have two losses, a draw and a win. The win, I believe, came against Everton uh, in yeah. the first week. So yeah. that's kind of a cupcake there. Um, just the decord over Reed goal in that one. And then they've got a draw against Arsenal, which is a, a great result. But outside of that, I, I've, I've just been kind of disappointed in the way that they've they've shown up. Uh, they beat Tottenham in the EFL Cup as well. We should say that. But they completely wilted against Brentford. Uh, and they just got absolutely pumped from, you know, by Manchester City. Those are both two, you know, quite sound teams. But at the back, I'm just not seeing the sort of um, defensive work rates that I saw last season. I think when you have, I, I know it's crazy to say, but like Tim Ream is a good defender. He's a very, very good defender. And I think Anthony Robinson is an even better defender. So it's just tough. I mean, they've they have a goal differential of minus six. I believe that's one of the worst in the league. They're tied with Everton, and the only two teams with worse differentials are Luton Town and Burnley. So that's trouble. Trouble is being spelled at the back, no doubt about it. Um, up top, we're we're definitely seeing uh, that they miss Mister Alexander Mitrovic, who's at Al Hilal or one of the Saudi clubs. I don't know. They all have very similar names with Al right. and Al Hilal. Hmm. Yeah, scored a hat trick uh, recently. Of course he did. Uh, so yeah, that's that's tough. They're they're really missing Mitrovic, and I don't think Raul Jimenez has been all that good. He was actually okay in the Arsenal game, but uh, in general, Fulham have just been way off the pace in in terms of uh, this sort of season. I was hoping for for them. I don't know how you feel about that, but it's definitely been disappointing so far. And their two positive results, Jao Paulinho was a starter, and in mm -hmm. their two losses, he was not in the starting lineup. And in the Man City one, he was a no-show because, uh, as I mentioned last week when we were going over deadline day, he was due to go to Bayern Munich on deadline day for 80 mil, and apparently it collapsed. He was preparing to fly to Germany and was on the way, and then the deal collapsed. So he was upset, and he couldn't come back in time for their match against City, so... He he's he's a um, do or do or die kind of thing for them. If he's in the team, they'll do well, and if he's not, they don't have anybody to replace him, and it's very apparent. So if they have a really negative year this year, I'm sure come January, even there might be a team that maybe come to scoop him up, similar to what Newcastle did with uh, Bruno Gimaras to add a little spark in the winter winter um, window to to pick him up for the latter part in the year. Um, they also brought in Alex Awobi from Everton. That was a move I didn't see coming. Uh, I believe, obviously, I, as I mentioned, Jaapolinia was going out, so this was potentially their replacement there. Just some depth, and now with Paulinha staying, they have an excess of those center mids, so potentially Awobi could be a, a utility guy to fill in at, at right back, center mid, outside mid type deal, which is good. He deserves a start. I don't know if he's going to have the same effectiveness as he was in that Everton team. He was massive for them. And it's a big loss as well because of what he added to Everton. So they're going to have to find that elsewhere with McNeil and Harrison when they're fit. And then there was another signing I saw here that uh, I didn't see they made. They've signed a 
Fod Balotore from AC Milan, Senegalese fullback, 26 on loan. They got him. They signed Timothy Castagna. So they have good depth in the back line. They're going to have to rely on it, as well as Bernd Leno, to stand on his head. So, um, it, yeah, it's not looking good. Jimenez definitely isn't the guy. So the the heights of what they did last year is, is looking like it's too far to reach again. All right. Uh, who's the next team you want to talk about? Uh, I definitely wanted to talk about Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely growing on everybody. Uh, definitely a strong second team to root for. And they're coming back stronger after the break. Alyssa should be ready to be picked into the squad. Um, as of last week, he was viewed doing training, working individually. Um, now with international break wrapping up uh, in the next two days. Uh, we should be seeing some video of him maybe training with the team. So the combination of him and Eze is going to be elite. Eze's been a individual masterclass this year, just driving uh, Palace through every game. He finally scored his first goal against Wolves in the last match and has them currently in seventh. So they haven't been scoring as much, only five goals, uh, the fewest in the top ten, but they've only given up four. They look strong in the back. Uh, Gwe, he is the captain, looks good. They, he, they, it's a good thing they kept him. There was talks of him leaving. Um, Anderson's had a great start. Um, Sam Johnson has looked well. They signed Dean Henderson, so now they have competition there to push each other. It's all it's all green arrows up for them, really. Uh, uh, they're finally getting their forwards to score, and Edward and Mateta's getting involved. So it's looking positive. People thought it was going to go down after Zaha decided to leave, but I guess getting that toxic... Uh, attitude out of the locker room has made things a bit better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I'm I'm on record uh, as a Crystal Palace enjoyer. Uh, I'm also I think on record stating that there's no way that Roy Hodgson should be the manager of this team. But <laughs> I, I've I've been proven wrong. I mean, they've been they've been really really good this season. Uh, they, their only loss is. Uh, that that one 0 loss against Arsenal, <clears throat> which they were they were in that game the entire time. We were lucky to get away with three points there. Um, Palace have just been extremely sound. I I am just such a fan, um, of Eza and and not really of uh, Edward, but he seems to be picking up some form. Uh, I think Tyrick Mitchell is is unbelievable at the back. I think they've been getting some really really good performances from Joachim Anderson. Jordan Ayew is a regular fixture in the team. <clears throat> He's been great so far as well. And then Mark Gahey at the back, who is probably uh, England's number one center back at this point, it seems, uh, based on European uh, qualifiers and stuff like that. He's he's pretty much the guy. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really happy uh, about the way Crystal Palace are playing, and I think it's, it's good to have a team like that who, depending on the day, can can challenge one of the top six clubs. Uh, and at this point in the season, I mean, Crystal Palace are, are right on the edge of, uh, of of really contending and being in that that race for for a top four, a top five. I think West Ham are there right now. Um, I wouldn't put it out of the possibility that they continue their pace. I know, I know, sometimes they they enter that period around Christmas where it's just draws and losses, draws and losses. They can't get any points, but. I think with the addition of Alise back in here and maybe the ability to rest some of the other players, um, Crystal Palace are, are going to be threatening for a majority of the season. I, I really am, you know, kind of set on standing on that. Yeah, I mentioned last week, betting-wise, if you want to bet on a team to finish in the top half of the table, 
Uh, Palace is sitting at plus 240, which is pretty good odds um, compared to everybody else there. Them and Brentford both, plus 220 and 240. So those are two teams I definitely like going forward. Obviously, this run of form is going to break eventually because they're not a top-tier team. They don't have the resources like all the other teams above them, and as well as the squad depth. We've seen one guy goes down, it's major for them, unlike other teams have two two top-tier players in each position. So eventually we're going to see a decline. We don't know when it's going to be, obviously. They're going to have a tough match this weekend against Villa, at Villa, who's been an up-and-down team. So this is a good test to see if they're able to come off a long break and get right back to it. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one I wanted to talk about, Newcastle. Uh, not much to say other than the fact that they've really just kind of been shit. Um, their most recent game was a 3-1 defeat at the hands of Evan Ferguson's hat-trick and Brighton. They lost that match against Liverpool, in which Liverpool was a man down for almost the entire game. Uh, they got beat by Newcastle in their second, or by by Manchester City in their second match in the the Oil Derby, uh, and then of course they did get the opening week win against Aston Villa that five one thrashing. But outside of the first week, the goals have been few and far between. They've only got, um, I believe they've got seven goals for and seven goals against <clears throat> this defense is nowhere near as sharp as it was last year. And things are looking not so great. Um, they brought in Tonali to kind of help out the midfield. Bruno Guimaraes, with the incoming signing of Tonali, has kind of dropped off, in my opinion. Um, I know in, in fantasy, at least, he's been a terrible option. And then every single time I watch uh, tape, he has just not been the player that he was last season. And they've got players like Fabian Scher who are severely underperforming. Kieran Trippier not as involved as you would hope going forward. Dan Byrne suffering the consequences of playing alongside a liability like Fabian Scher. Things look really ugly, and I'm not I'm not necessarily sure at this point in the season how Newcastle are going to turn it around because the defense is just erasing any sort of positive uh, offensive play that that they conduct. It's it's been really really poor from them. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna have it any easier either because of Champions League starts next week. They open up at the San Zero against an AC Milan team that looks great, as well as at the end of the month in the third round of the League Cup, they're gonna be playing Man City. So Eddie Howe's really on the hot seat, as I mentioned. I thought they would have a, a flop. Uh, the term that we used was flop of the a flop of the season, but. Um, yeah, it's looking worse than I thought. The defense, as you mentioned, that, that was their reason they finished so high last year is because they were winning all these close games, similar to NFL terms, the Vikings last year. Yep. They were very strong in one-score games, and now the average mean has to e even out eventually. So we're seeing it. They had 13 draws last year, and now those draws are becoming losses in this in this case. So eventually, the, the fixtures are going to get easier. As we mentioned with Forrest having a hard start, these guys as well with the with a hard start in Villa, Villa City, Liverpool, and then Brighton. And this weekend they play Brentford. So after the Brentford game, it gets easier with with games, obviously excluding the Champions League and that. They got West Ham, Palace, Wolves. Not, not easy pushovers, but they should be earning stuff in there. And then you sprinkle in the Champions League and... Um, 
I don't know if we want to talk about the Champions League more, but th- their group was brutal. I don't know if I've ever seen a harder group drawn in Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle, and PSG. Yeah, uh, like it's it's craziness. Um, my fucking brain just shut off, buddy. Too much, too much oil money in that group. It, it's a lot. Um, it's it's so hard to to break down like, and and think about what sort of money is actually operating in these circles. Uh, you, you can try, you can try and consider how much money it is, but. I cannot imagine what the payrolls I've been playing more and more football manager and looking at payrolls and stuff like that. And I'm managing West Ham right now. Um, I, I can't imagine what, uh, what the scouting, uh, department like wage bill is at probably not at Newcastle, but like PSG and Manchester city, it's gotta be fucking just obscene. I, What's that? Um, I was just gonna say, if I'm PSG, you know, I, if I'm them, you don't you just stay in France because everybody else takes players from France eventually. Like, yeah, I think I think French players are the most exported players out of their individual country. Like, I think they have the most. The Premier League is like taking the most French players like of all time. Like, Pro- there's a lot of French players in the league. Probably, and when you look at when when you look at like a list of the top fifty Premier League players of all time, a lot of them are French. Like a lot of them are French. Look at Cantona and um, Henri and Blanc play. Blanc did play. He was a he played at, at United. Um, and yeah, Vieira and Petit, Petit, like Perez. Me- Perez. It's Trezeguet. It is truly. I think Anelka. Anelka as well. Or was he English? Anelka was English. No, um, he, was, he played. He was French. He was French. It's yeah. crazy. It is it is absolutely insane. They they are a, a chief exporter. Um and now those players I think primarily those players used to come to England, but you look at if you look at any single uh Italian team, there's at least three Frenchmen in every team. Same thing in the Bundesliga. A ton of talented Frenchmen. I mean, look at Colomuani and um What's his name? He's in uh, Kunku. They're both young Frenchmen. Got their start in the Bundesliga now. Um, and Kunku's in the Prem, but Colomwani, I think I think he just went to PSG now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Big move. Such a such an unbelievable uh, farm system in France these days for for the youngsters, uh, and they're all getting their their big money moves at this point. So. Uh, interesting, interesting stuff. Is there any other teams? I mean, I, I want to talk about United. Um, yeah, and, besides the big ones, and and the yeah, is there any other ones outside of the big ones? Maybe Burnley. I mean, they're gonna go down, right? I wouldn't. I'm not buying in fully on that yet. I don't think we've seen the full potential of them. Um, I think we got a long way to go. I'm still positive they're gonna stay up due to the other teams around them being bad as well. Um, but. Yeah, the the amount of teams we saw last year really struggle, like seven or eight teams we thought could go down. It seems like it's not as many. It's like five at most. Um, it's tough. The, the goal is so young, so the leadership skills there aren't fully developed with a back line that's heavily new in the league. 
um, last year watching them. They heavily relied on their wingback play with the five-back. Uh, Connor Roberts did well on the right, but last year they had Ian Matson. Yeah, he was he was set to go back on loan to them this year, but he himself in Matson declined the move because he wants to stick it out with Chelsea and earn his keep, which I respect. And if we don't give him the time this year, he's on a contract year, so I don't see if he's not given the time why he would resign. And he's somebody we should be keeping and playing, and in his correct position. So yeah, it's a bad situation in general. This is when, as you mentioned with FM, having to complete like be a coherent operator in your job and know how to manage these players right because it doesn't make sense to be playing players that you know aren't here for the long term and then you got guys that are willing to play for the badge and love the club and then you don't you don't give them what they deserve like we're seeing with with connor gallagher or connor gallagher now with all the media media of him being transferred out and telling people selling that he should be leaving this guy deserves to be here he's grown up as a fan his whole family loves the club like Give the guy a chance. It gives the the club and the the fans somebody to back. Like how we see with United, they always push their own with Rashford, Garnacho, um, other guy Wayne Rooney in the past. Like these young up and coming guys, and we just need more of that with Chelsea. There's just not as much. We saw last year that team was one of the most despisable teams ever, and now we're seeing trying to change, turn the page on that, and get the fans behind these this group of players. But it's hard at this moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how we turn, went that tangent from Burnley to Chelsea. That's all right. It was Matson. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not. I don't think it's done for that Burnley are going down, but they they gotta turn it around like now. They gotta get some points, some draws, or something just to get them off the the very bottom. This is the, this is the week they get forced. I know. I don't know. I think Forest is a tough matchup right now with the form they're in, but Luton Town compared to Luton Town is going down. They're done. They're done. Like done, done, done. Finished. Well done. Cooked all the way through. Losing, <laughs> There's no way, if dude. You're losing, if you're losing three 0 to Chelsea, it's over. That's tough. That's Chelsea's only win. And they made Chelsea look really, really competent in that one. Um, they made G- Nico Jackson look like a good striker. They did. They made him look clinical. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done on, on Luton as well. I think they're down. Uh, Everton and Sheffield, they're going to be battling it out all season, right? That 2-2 draw was indicative of what we're going to have to you know, wait all season for just to see who's going down. That, that's exactly how I felt after watching that game. And you look at the table and it's like fucking identical. They're in the same spot. Everton have such a small squad and yeah. half the team is hurt. It's it's wild. I don't know how they always get in these situations where I didn't even realize they still had Andre Gomez, who they brought in from Barcelona like six years ago. I don't know how this guy's still on the team. He Yeah, son broke ever... his leg. Remember that? Yeah, that was yeah, that was when he was crying. <laughs> his son cheer, son's crying. Yeah, I mean he he came in 2018, made 27 appearances, 19 the next, 28, 14, and then he hasn't played in two years for us. He went alone last year to Lille. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know why we're keep. I don't know why I'm saying we. I don't know. I don't know why. I was going to say you said us the first time. I was like, are you I'm are you closeted? I'm invested with my fantasy here. I got McNeil and Beto. I, I took a shot on. Beto. Oh yeah, Beto. Man. He's good. He's good. My, I went for the height. So, shockingly, I saw the league uh, league cup clips of him against 
fourth tier Doncaster. Yeah, he was cooking. Yeah, so I took a chance on him, but that's why I'm saying we. So when I say we, I mean those two. Beto. Um, yeah, Beto and McNeil. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's a team that's interesting to watch because I want them to stay in the league, but at the same time, it's like it's hard because the the way they play is tough. Yeah, with it's... With, with Dice and it's going to come down to the board. It's do we stick out the whole year having to swallow this pride and just stick out with the dice ball? That seems like it's not going to work, but you go into the unknown with who's ever available. Like who do you take a chance on as a manager? It's if you're getting rid of dice, there's no way you're going to bring in a guy like Sam Allardyce. It's like, you have to go 180 there. And I don't know if Potter has the capability to work with these types of players. I don't know. He was good at, uh, yeah, that's fair. Brighton, he's yeah, got a lot of horses. He's got he's got horses here. This team doesn't have a lot of young players. Like no, they don't have like middle he, age, uh, upper like young thirties. Like the back line's old. These guys Pickford, don't play FIFA. Yeah, yeah. The midfield is like the best part you'd see on paper, but Onana considering himself as him doesn't get involved as much on the attack. And I don't think Gane he can, Gane, man. Yeah, Ghanagay for me is like one of the worst holding mids. He does he makes so many mistakes. Yeah. I think I need to give James Gardner a chance in there. Not push him out on the wing. It, it's just like it is boring. It, it's boring football. I feel like this is what I watched a lot of in uh the early 2000s in the prem. Yeah. Like there was a lot of teams that were just super sluggish. Uh and you'd turn it on as a kid and you'd be like this is boring. Like, this is not how I play FIFA. This is boring. And now when you they look at... Looked... Go ahead. I was just going to say, they haven't looked interesting since Lukaku was there. Yeah, it's true. And now, I mean, I mean, how many years removed are we from that? Five? Uh, Five or four three... years? It might be four. Uh, I'd, have, I'd have to look. It was longer than that. Because he was there before he went to United. Oh, I fucking forgot he played for United. I thought he went right to Chelsea. Yeah, you're right. I think I think he went I think he went Everton West, or West Brom Everton United and then uh Inter back to Chelsea and then back he's now Inter, with Roma and now he's at Roma. Yeah. Oof. Um yeah, that's that's tough. Everton just a tough watch. I don't think anybody's tuned into one of those games and been like, "Wow, that was worth my time." Uh and that's they finished they finished 10th. 2020 2021 with 59 points but had a negative one goal differential was 47 boys there at that point again 2020 um, would that have been the end of david Moyes? that was right before enchilati came oh. no Moyes was way before no, that. that was he, he, he was just back in the day let's yeah, find we'd it. have to dig too much into it um. Oh, Ancelotti was twenty 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 one. Oh yeah, Calvert Lewin had sixteen goals that year. Yeah, and James Rodriguez absolutely cooked. Oh, it was it was big Duncan Ferguson. How could I forget? Before That's that, a club legend. That's a guy that gets the club and everything. And then, I think he's on the. I think he's on Dice's coaching staff. And then I think Rafa Benitez was after that, right? After uh, uh, after Ancelotti, yeah, he was like one of the shortest oh. stints. He was yeah, I like was there for like fucking six weeks. I remember that. Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I think Brighton goes without saying. Impressive, 
been really good so far. Um, we've talked a lot about Tottenham as well. How about West Ham? I mean, what's what's the difference with West Ham? I think that is is worthy of breaking down because they've been like they they've been way 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 different than anybody thought they'd be this year. Um, I wasn't the only person that had them going down. Uh, they've been like back to threatening West Ham, like genuine clinical ball being played, pumped Chelsea three one, pumped Brighton three one with like sixteen percent possession. Um, they did just eke one out against Luton Town, but yeah, they've they've been sick. Yeah, I think it comes down to fully committing to the. Um, route one, just box it in type deal because the start of last year when they brought in the likes of Paqueta, Cornet, um, when they gave Ben Rama a chance out there more and more, like these types of players, they wanted to go more possession, more flair, better a better football to watch that the fans enjoy. And it was, just wasn't getting results. So it put them in a hole. They had to revert to the style we see now and they were getting the results that they needed to stay in the league and ultimately won them a European championship there in the conference league. So getting rid of Rice, obviously massive talking point. The the heart of the team, the captain as well, leaves at a time when it's challenging there with other players potentially leaving. They had the Paqueta rumors and go to Man City that, that eventually faded now. He still has those ongoing betting betting rumors. So, bringing in the squad, JWP class. That's a moist signing. That's what they've needed. Get away from these South Americans, whatnot. That he needs people that know how to work with him and know the English game through and through. Edison Edson Alvarez is a different guy, Mexican from Ajax. Just a solid six guy to play in there when Suchek's injured or if needs time off. So, getting rotation in the middle is great. We know Antonio is iffy there at times, but he's a guy that knows how to work with Moyes, and Moyes loves him. So it's a it's a good squad. It'll get the job done. Obviously, like we talked about with Palace, this run's going to end eventually. They're not going to keep going. Continued on with they're in the Europa League starting next week too, and with the thin squad they already have, it's going to be tough. So one or two injuries, and they're really in a hole, as we talked about with um, who to talk about. Uh, uh follow or yeah. somebody yeah yeah um okay wolves have been boring bournemouth boring um i don't really want to talk about villa i'm I, i'm still like super in the middle on them i'm not sure where they're going to finish at the end of the season um city only unbeaten team in the league they've been sick uh actually no not only unbeaten only team to win four of their first four uh arsenal west ham liverpool and tottenham all on 10 points. Do you want to talk about Liverpool? Because I feel like defensively, they've been terrible. The offense is just cooking at maximum temps. Yeah, this is prime Klopp ball. It's just never, never count them out of games. These guys are just loaded up front and ultimately comes down to the midfield, getting them the service they need. Uh, fresh, like when we say fresh, completely redone midfield. Six, seven guys gone, four or five new ones in. Um, Gravin Birch coming in. We haven't seen him yet, but I'm sure he'll be great. Uh, Slub is like in his first goal last week. You got McAllister having to play the six, so not fully utilizing what he can do, but he can do a job there in the meantime. And then um, who else did they get? Uh, Endo. 
he's just a good rotation guy as well. So it's solid. The midfield is the best part. Trent can slide in there when he can. And I don't know. It's just it's a glass cannon, really. It's just they're going to absolutely pump you out, and you just have to outscore them and get up on them early. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay. I think that's kind of all that I wanted to like really cover and talk about here. I know it wasn't super in-depth, but um uh, it's it's slim pickings during these off weeks there's there's not all that much we can talk about transfer windows closed uh, etc uh do you, want, do you want what's up you didn't want to talk about united oh yeah um sancho's on the outs he's done it seems uh anthony like is he's not returning a serial killer anthony they said uh yeah he's until... gonna go to getafe with uh with uh greenwood <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's tough because you see a lot of these cases where people come out of the woods and they pile on, and most of the time it's not it's not real. It's and you ruin this these guys' lives, and we see this with a lot of guys. And people know. are scared to get involved with situations, and maybe it's me being too soft-hearted with him. Obviously, he could be he could be um, guilty of the crimes he, that are alleged, but it's just too much with guys having to deal with these allegations and they're never true. And I mean, we've seen what it's done to his career so far. He's potentially going to lose his job. He got kicked off the Brazil uh, team for this international break. We saw Jesus get called up for it in his replacement. Good. So yeah, I guess positive there, but still, I mean, I don't know. I just don't like seeing this happen to people. And um, I mean, I have a bet with Zach going with the Mudrick and Anthony top scorer this year, and it's looking good if this is up, but I don't know. I just don't like how this whole situation is going. I don't think you can do anything if you are united. If there, if this is an ongoing investigation, then you cannot continue to play him. I don't. We don't know if he's guilty. We don't know if he's innocent. Um, what if? Let me say this. What if Rashford? This was Rashford. This came out of the woods. Apparently, this girl comes out, says this, this, and that, and there's a second girl in that. Are they going to do the same thing? I think it's a little bit different with Rashford because of his track record. He has been knighted. He is Sir Marcus Rashford OBE. He, you know what I mean? This is, that. that's an Englishman. We didn't see that with Greenwood. Greenwood was not knighted. Uh, he didn't have a track record for... I mean, it's so different, Matt, because Rashford is like one of the most, as far as I know, incredible, humane footballers in the entire world. Bruno um, Fernandez. I think he gets the same treatment as as Anthony. You have to consider how the FA treats foreigners as well. They've always they've always protected the the Englishmen. Huh? You just mentioned Greenwood, though. Yeah, he's I guess English. I guess that's true. Um he's young unproven, he's not in the England team. But but there there there's no the only thing that came out about the thing that came out about Greenwood like there's the there's case. evidence though, dude. That no, was I'm saying with the Anthony stuff, like there's no evidence. It's just he said There's she just said. there's just pictures. All I saw was pictures. Um cast them away, sure. But like is is he part of the sending away is because it's probably 
because he hasn't really done all that much for them on the pitch. It, it, and because they don't want to deal with the media because they just got done dealing with it with Greenwood. If, if Anthony had the output that Rashford has, do I think the situation is different? Yeah. That's the short answer to your question. I do think it would be a little bit different. Uh, It's the same thing with the Suarez stuff. My man's biting people and he comes back and gets paid and he goes to Barcelona yeah, and if you're good and you if you're good at your job, you'll get away with it. it that's just, yeah, that's, that's true. just how the world works. It's, I think, even back to like the Suarez stuff, there's no, there was no women involved. The world has changed a little bit in terms of violence, Watson. violence against women. Yeah, but remember the uproar though. There's still uproar too. But no, like he's the highest paid guy ever. But he's still playing. I know. That contract's crazy. That contract is crazy. But people, I don't think people are happy about it. Every time his name comes up, you know, he's a, he's the fantasy quarterback on one of my teams. He's the rapist. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's the rapist. That's what I call him. Um, I don't know. The Anthony stuff is, it, this is really weird. I, I, all alleged. That's the tough thing. It is truly until he is convicted of, of a crime, he is not, he's not guilty. Uh, I don't yeah. like Anthony. I mean, I think he's an idiot, uh, yeah, and I can totally—he's just the way he's presented himself over the time he's been in England. People have gotten this assumption about him and think, "Oh, he probably could have done that." I, I, I think that. You don't yeah, think that? Really, uh, you just need more. I just can't go blankly off of like what he's done on the field if he's an asshole on that. But like, I don't know. Off field can be different. I there's, think... you, there's, there's a switch you flip on when you get on the field. That's fair. That's fair. I think he's a young, hot-headed player, and I That's true. don't know if he did that or not. I, what is it? It's domestic abuse, right? That's the allegation. Apparently, it all right. Like, well, that's you know, every said every player said in the she, NFL ever. Yeah, the woman said she, he grabbed her and threw her against the wall, and she hit her head. And then he said she was bitching about something. And he was trying to calm her down. I mean that's that's not enough evidence probably to to condemn him, right? So will they bring him back or will they not? I don't know, but it seems and like that's when the that's when the second girl came out saying something. It's it's a tough situation. Um, it just adds on to the Glazers not wanting to sell the club and all that. It just adds on. I was talking to somebody today. They're saying the this is the lowest the United stocks have been in a long time. I saw on that the trade market. Tim sent me that. He said, are we buying United? I said, no. Oh, you have to. It's going to go up. It's like the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, in like 10 years maybe. I don't know. It's, it looks pretty bad right now. I said the Glazers aren't selling until after the, the next World Cup. Yeah, 2025, right? They, they said they're not even, even going to consider putting the club back on the table until 25, and then the window. They want to sell it for $10 billion. I saw that. Well, if you consider what the Cowboys are worth, I know we're like switching to football. We're talking about football too, but it is such a good equivalent. Uh, football and football and, and American football and football are so much different. No, I know that, but in terms of valuations of the clubs, like the big clubs, the, the they're the worth companies that back financially the NFL are significantly more affluent than the primary ones that are in the. Sure. It's soccer game. Obviously, if you bar out the, the top two teams. Yeah. But United, what's their evaluation? Ten billion? It's like Well, roughly. somebody put a bid in for six. So you say six. Right. Chelsea went for four. 
Chelsea went for four. If All Chelsea right. goes for four. What does Man U go for? Obviously the six million bid, but six uh, billion. They've got more pedigree, probably probably closer to eight, I would imagine. Right? That's wild. That's wild. Well, the Cowboys are worth ten. I would say I'd say the next highest would be Madrid or Man United. Probably. Um a lot of the valuations come from foreign markets though. Like the US right. is a big market, but you have to consider China, you have to consider Russia, and Africa is huge. Every single time you go into a Twitter uh every single time you go into a Twitter feed, there are always people speaking half English, African countries. So the Premier League is so popular in Africa. It's it's insane. You wouldn't think that it would be, but it it really is. Um, I believe it. Yeah, man, we we're so lost. Anthony Asentos into a tailspin. Um, yeah, but United stink. Uh, that's that's where we were at. I, I've said it again and again and again. They do have six points right now, um, but they're in matches that they kind of stole. I think they stole the Nottingham Forest game. Um, they got they Wolves. got dismantled by by tottenham they stole the one nil from from wolves like i don't know and then and then they just they just completely capitulated against against arsenal once that offsides call came in they they just fucking died and the, the defense wilted and we got a goal and then we got another goal and they just totally wilted so let me let me ask you this so we can move on do you think ten hog lasts the year fuck no no way. I think he does. You I think do. They weasel their way out of this. They're really bought in. I mean, I know the I know the fans are really bought in with Ten Hag, but he's, he's starting it. Level. I think he's the most level-headed guy they've had since since Ferguson. That doesn't really buy into the media too much. Doesn't give too much information. He's he's all about the training ground and getting guys going. But I think he's just gotten bitten too much with this injury bug. He can't fully do what he wants so I, I don't think it's all on him i don't think his team's very good oh yeah i don't i don't think they've invested properly in the right areas i mean i think they've needed another dm next to casmiro yeah i don't it doesn't make sense to play mount and bruno in the same team they play the same spot ideally how about buying a striker who isn't anthony martial i, I, think... I just think they think too much on not spending the overwhelming money to buy the guy like Chelsea does. Like Chelsea goes out and they buy the guy and they're worried that if they do the same thing, they can't recoup the same, the, that money quicker as, as quick as Chelsea. Well, they probably could, but I don't think they want to have to bite the bullet on that. It's like this Anthony thing. They spent a hundred mil on him and they're just going to send him away. If this is all true, they yeah. have to bite that. Like if they go out there, let's say they buy Oshiman for 150. Yeah. They wanted it closer to two, I think. Yeah, so like that's fucking crazy. The pricing is way too much because teams are more and more desperate to get success. Like, and I don't know. That's why these younger players are getting more and more expensive because the guys in their prime are going for ridiculous amounts. So they have to buy quote unquote cheaper seventy mil for Hoyland, who only scored nine goals last year in the Serie A. I just, I, I just don't understand. Like, why haven't? Why haven't these clubs hit on players like they're hitting on them in in France and um uh and Italy? Like look at look at Leal. 
and look at Mbappe and pl- players of that nature, even even Nkunku and Holland. Th- those are all like European homegrown talents. Obviously, they're not playing totally in their own domestic leagues, but they're they're starting young and they're and they've been sick. When was the last time a player came up through? I get it's it's Kane, right? That's the last one, the last true like just attacking stud who's worth an unbelievable fee to come up through an English club through and through. It doesn't happen really all that much anymore. Gareth Bale, Bale, yeah, Bale. But the last one, like in our you know sort of era, would be Kane, right? I consider Bale in our era too. I don't think we're that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was. I mean, he when did he leave for Madrid? Two thousand and nine. He left Spurs. No, it was like it was like eight nine years ago. He came so fourteen. I'd be like twenty. It was like around twenty thirteen. He left. Won five Champions Leagues. We're old. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, besides him, I can't really think of any UK guys. You know, at the just, at the moment, just Kane and Bale, Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. It's it, but but I mean I'm looking like I I look at City they bought their striker Tottenham had Kane he's gone now Liverpool they've Saka. bought they bought all their players sure Saka maybe but like <laughs> sh- surely the jury's still out on Saka at this point surely I'm in on him I'm I am I am too I love him to death I I literally step in front of a train for for the guy just because of the way he plays for the badge but um. It's it's crazy. the The youth development is just not. I don't think it is what it what it was twenty years ago. There were so many uh, more. I think it's still good. It just depends on where you uh, allocate your money and your time and resources. So, Chelsea is. You mentioned people teams hitting on guys. I think Chelsea's taking the approach on. We're just going to throw as many darts as we can. Yeah, they're spreading the chips. Be a bullseye. One of these has to hit, and that'll compensate us on all the other ones because they're all not going to be hits you can't i mean i we could be here for another 20 minutes just listing off the chelsea players we bought bought. yeah Yeah. i mean i'm not not even them just like this year like like caicedo enzo mudrick lavia um jesus there's so many going like fofana that guy's injury prone yeah uh Levi, Levi Caldwell was his homegrown. Like I, I don't know, just just too many to think of. So yeah. I, and when I mentioned that, like Man City, the the they're always green when it comes to the transfer summer. The markets, they're always making a profit. They they sell guys at a good rate. They're always selling for twenty fifteen to thirty mil, and they have these buyback clauses and sell on clauses, and then they bring in guys for reasonable fees. We saw. The only one, the only, the last couple they've really splurged on is Grealish and then Gavardio. Those guys have been really expensive, but other than that, they've been pretty smart with their, with their spending. So, yeah, yeah just club by club, how you're operating. Same in the NFL. You have the same franchises are always going to be bad, and then the other ones are always going to be reasonably in it. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a good way to look at it. Um, all right, let's, um, I guess let's move into our predictions. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll do it by twos. I'll take the first two, you the next two in terms of first picks. Uh, match day five, back this week, Saturday, September 16th. Wolves 
versus Liverpool at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, I will take Liverpool in this one. Wolves, just such a such a little stinky team. Um, who do you have? I have Liverpool, and Zach has Liverpool. This is a sketchy one. Uh, Wolves is, plays always plays Liverpool close, and Liverpool on the road is going to be iffy. Van Dijk is suspended for this game as well after his... The verdict came out after the Newcastle game. He was fined 100 grand, and he'll be out this game. So, Konate's a game time decision. So we could see Matip and Gomez again, which wasn't too bad. So I think Liverpool can get it done. Just that attacks too much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next, Fulham versus Luton Town. This is like the shittiest matchup of the week. Um, I don't really want to take Fulham, but if Paulinho gets going, I think. They were able to nick a goal early and just sit on it. I don't think Luton Town are, are any sort of offensive threat really to them, uh, even with the shaky defending. I'll I'll take Fulham, but I'm not confident. I'm going Fulham. Zach is as well. Uh, like you mentioned, it's truly deemed on if Paulina starts or not. And this could be a tight one. I really think Luton could get something out of this due to how Fulham's been real shaky. But yeah, I just haven't seen it. Just if you're not scoring against Chelsea, it's it's looking bad. Yeah. Um. All right. Up next, Tottenham versus Sheffield United. Who do you have there? This is an easy one for me. I think Tottenham. They've been firing off really well. I really like Udogi at left back. That guy gets really high up. Only 20 years old and Italian, and seems like he's been in the league for five years now and shouldn't be playing for Tottenham. So... Yeah, I think they win it here by at least two. Uh, James Madison's been up there for player of the season for me. Definitely up there for signing of the season of the summer. Uh, and yeah, I just Sheffield's been really struggling to score as of lately. So I'm going Spurs, and Zach is also going with Spurs. Okay, uh, I will finish the clean sweep. I'm going with Spurs in that one too. And uh, next one I have is West Ham Man City. You can pencil myself down for Man City as well as Zach. Okay. Uh, excellent. I'll, uh, I so badly oh, want to say draw, but wow. I'll, go, I'll go with City. I'll go with City on this one. Um, really, really thought about that one. Yeah, I did. I did. Up next, Manchester United versus Brighton. This should be a fun match to watch. Should be end-to-end. I'll take... Uh, I'll take a draw in this one. I think United get a goal early, but uh, I think they share the points. Brighton should be able to get one back at least. Zach agrees he's going with a draw. I'm going to take Brighton. Uh, Varane's going to be out. Martinez should be fit to play, but if not, you could have Maguire, Lindelof, potentially Lindelof, Evans, which is going to be sketchy. So I think Brighton win. All right, fair enough. Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace up next. This should be another really fun game to watch. A lot of young English talent in this one. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with my boys. I'm gonna go with Crystal Palace for here for this one. I am as well. I like them a lot. I think Lizzie should make an appearance here, whether it's off the bench or starting. Definitely, I don't think he'll play the full game. Uh, Zach's going with a draw. Okay. Um. Excellent. Newcastle versus Brentford. Who do you have there? This is a tough one. It's uh, it's in my head. It's Brentford's done really well, and they're really tough to beat. Uh, Newcastle, I'd like to see them bounce back finally before this Champions League game, but um, I don't know. So I think I'm going to go with Newcastle here. This will be my last 
take on them when it comes to these big games. And after that, it's going to be iffy for me. So I'd like to see them get a clean sheet here, hopefully to get some confidence up for the enter their Champions League play. And Zach's going with Newcastle as well. Okay. Uh, I think Brentford are going to carve Newcastle open in this one. Newcastle have just been so, so, so poor at the back. I think Fabian Schar has been a complete liability. I'm going to go with Brentford. I, I think they were able to get one here. Uh, and Waymo and Visa didn't necessarily play uh, great matches last week. or Yeah, it was last week. But I think they'll be all right this weekend. I, I like them against Newcastle here. Okay. Um, Bournemouth versus Chelsea. I'm just going to take Chelsea, not think about it too much. Uh, Zach is going with Bournemouth, though. All right. Um, I will take Chelsea, too. They got to see one go through the hoop here. Bournemouth should be a decent team to, to do it against. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that. I, I do. I like to believe that. Uh, up next, Arsenal go to Goodison to take on Everton, who are bottom of the league. I'd like to think we get a nice crisp three points here, so I will take Arsenal, but please do not be confused. I I am shaking in my boots at the thought of going up against 10 behind the ball. It it makes me sick. Yeah, um, I agree. I'm going with Arsenal. Zach, again, taking a flyer here. He's going with a draw. All right. Uh, And then Nottingham Forest versus Burnley. Ah, I'll take Forest. Yeah, I'm taking Forrest and so is Zach. This is kind of the last straw for Burnley for me. If they can't show anything here, it's looking more like Sheffield Luton territory. All right. Um, That's everything for us, right? Yep, that wraps it up. All right, cool. Um, Guys, thank you for tuning into this uh, impromptu episode. Uh, make sure you check us out on social media at Post20Pod. On Twitter and Instagram, you can also find all past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. That is it from us tonight. Go ahead over to the uh, Post 20 NFL feed. We'll have another episode up uh, probably on two, maybe not tomorrow, but but definitely by Wednesday. So if you guys like football, go ahead over there. NFL, not, not real football, this football. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.